Hi there, everybody. Bobby Slam Duncan interrupting for the last time. I promise to say thanks for listening and downloading episode five of Runaway Radio Flashback. Now, still to come, Stevens and Pruitt interview Grace Slick, which is a bit of a misleading statement because Grace actually kind of takes the interview away from Mark and Jim. And believe me, that was not an easy thing to do. We will also hear from our old friends, Brian Shannon, a.k.a. Eddie the Boner Sanchez and Brian Hill. Now, right now, what I consider to be a high point of Episode 5, the late, great Ed Beecham's interview with a very, very young and quiet Bruce Springsteen. Now, important to note here are Ed's interview skills. His non-star worship but respectful and warm talents are on full display. Listen as he asks Springsteen open-ended questions and fails to even once attempt to interrupt or upstage only injecting occasional one-liners to augment Springsteen's storytelling. Again, please follow Radio Brave on Facebook and on Twitter, where our handle is at Radio Brave on Air, and please repost and share about Runaway Radio. Right now, Ed Beecham and Bruce Springsteen, circa 1974, we think, live in the KLOL studios on Runaway Radio, flashback. <laughs> He's, uh, he's talking about the latest incident, the streaking, or the latest one that we know about anyway that happened last night. And uh, unfortunately, I guess you didn't even find out about it till today because uh, she went behind you on yeah. stage. <laughs> I didn't even see it. Yeah. Yeah. I was sitting down minding my own business. Well, you told, you told a very interesting story last night about the last gig I think you played before you came down here. Could you, could you repeat that for our audience, uh, eliminating the four-letter words? Oh, the satellite, satellite lounge. Yeah, the satellite lounge, and uh, and the uh, the by now legendary Mr. Rossi. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where can I begin? Right, uh, this is gun country. They'd appreciate it, you know. We <laughs> um, we're booked in this joint called the Satellite Lounge, right? And uh, about a week before, we just got. We just got a new drummer. We got Ernest, Ernest Carter. And uh, we'd only rehearsed like, oh, you know, a day or so. You know, so I said, Mike, man, call this cat. Tell him we ain't going to make it. You know? <laughs> Tell him we can't play this joint this weekend, you know. And uh, so Mike calls the guy. And the guy, you know, usually the guy goes, yeah, hey, okay, I'll see you next time. And he starts going at me. Or words to those effects. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he said that I should go or else he would kill me <laughs> if I didn't. And uh, the guy's name is Carlo Rossi. Carlo Rossi. In Jersey, there's a cert- there's like a little circuit of like lounges, you know, that are like uh, sort of like mob run joints. And they started booking, booking acts, you know, booking like, you know, acts with an album or two out, you know. So, uh, so Mike calls me up and says, man, you know, got some news for you. And I always say, well, is it good or is it bad? If it's bad, don't tell me, you know. <laughs> if it's good, let me know, you know. So he says, this is violently bad and I have to tell you, you know, we have to play tomorrow night. We have to play tomorrow night. I said, are you sure? You know, the guy's probably, you know, putting you on. He's probably jiving you. So Mike says, no, man, I called up uh, these two guys. We know we're on good terms with these guys. This guy Tyrone and Rocky. (laughs) 
You're not making these. You're not making these names up, are you? No, these cats are real. You can go to New Jersey and meet them, <laughs> and they look exactly what they sound like. You know, this guy Tyrone and Rocky. They run this joint called the Earl Lounge, and we've played there a few times. And we get along with the guys real good. It tastes good. And Mike, Mike says, "Hey, man, call up this Carlo guy. Call up Carlo Rossi." Tell him to lighten up, you know. <laughs> tell him to tell him we ain't such bad guys, you know. And so they called him up, and that just made him matter, you know. That just made him matter. And so uh, Tyrone Rock said the best thing to be would be to be there on Saturday night <laughs> because well, it was funny. It was like the week before this band Foghat had played there, you know, and they were on stage, <laughs> you know. <laughs> They were playing, and he comes up and says, "Man, you guys are turned down. You guys are too loud." <laughs> you know, more cats better turn down. He goes up the second time and says, "Turn down, man. You, know, you guys are too loud." <laughs> more, you know. So he goes back the third time and says, "I told you guys to turn down." Pulls out a gun and shoots all the amps. <laughs> it's a true story. It's shot. Shot the amps <laughs> right in front of the, <laughs> right in front of like 1,500 people, you know. Stops the show and shoots the amps. <laughs> you know? So I was there on Saturday night, you know. When Ernest was there, we were all there, you know. We did, and it's funny because the joint, the first set you start at midnight, and we went on for a second set at like four in the morning, you know. <laughs> so when you got, and it's in four ticks, it's like a soldier town. It's, it's a crazy place, you know. You run into them places sometimes. Yeah, it was a good gig. It ended up to be a good gig. You know? The cat, you know. Yeah. Nobody got killed or... Uh, <laughs> no, once we got there, you know, as long as we were there, they got, you know, they love you, mm -hmm. you know. But if you don't come, she's going to give me... I'm going to give him the kiss in Asbury Park. <laughs> yeah, my address is going to give me the kiss in Asbury Park. This is true. If you're turning in on the middle of this, this is uh, Bruce Springsteen talking with us up here. You have had, uh, from the biography I got from Columbia Records and uh, the other things that I have seen, uh, what I would say is an interesting life. Would you like to tell us some more about it? <laughs> like, um, what, what happened the time when you were rehearsing in the, in the house or in the garage after your parents left? And uh, I think it was about a week or so before the police came. What was, what was the deal with that? I don't know. <laughs> if you're getting off the bio, <laughs> that could be anything. Oh, that's, you know, that's, that's Danny, you know, used to carry around uh, in his car. Well, Danny, you gotta dig. If you, <laughs> Danny is, you know, on another time plane. This guy, <laughs> he's into his own thing. <laughs> And he had like a PA in his car or something, and it was like a citizens band radio, and it, and it, but he had these little horns like the cops got, you know. All right, clear the streets, you know. Everybody off the corner, and uh, that was years ago. That was a long time ago. That's four years ago. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, Danny's a weird cat, man. He's got blank pistols and he runs around and shoots them off you know and, uh, you know out the car window and uh, <laughs> you know also <laughs> he's a he's a strange cat Dan's a funny cat we were we went to California the first time I went to California he was in the band and I went with I was about 18 he was about 18 
Danny's driving the station wagon full of drivers, right? And I don't know how to drive at all. I didn't, well, I do now, but at the time, I didn't. So I got in this, this old Chevy truck we were carrying all the equipment in with my manager, a guy named Tinker, who builds surfboards. Well, he doesn't build them now, but I used to live in a surfboard factory for about a year and a half. This guy was, used to make surfboards. Where was this out in L.A.? It's, no, this was in Jersey. Oh, okay. He came, he came east to bring the surfboards to the Pagans <laughs> on the East Coast. And uh, he started a thing, it was Challenger Eastern. Challenger Eastern. He, he built Challenger Eastern surfboards. And uh, we were going to California. We were going back west because he knew some people that were managing Quicksilver, Messenger Service, and a few other bands out west at the time, you know. And uh, Danny's in the station wagon with all the drivers, six drivers. And I happened to get in the Chevy truck to keep a guy company, to keep manager company. And uh, we get her in Nashville, turn around, no Danny, right? No Danny any place. We never saw him again until we got to California. <laughs> never saw him again until we ended up in the sticks out in this, this joint called Esalen Institute. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, which, yeah. which, like, you got to dig if you're a kid coming out of New Jersey and you go to Esalen Institute, and there's people rolling on the lawn, you know, and grabbing the air. And <laughs> that's the kind of place it is. It's, uh, you know, it's one of them. Uh, they do a lot of, lot of sensitivity training. And yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I went there. I said, you know, whoa, you know. I mean, I didn't know that's what it was. I was <laughs> and, uh. That's where we met up with Danny, way out in this cat, way at this guy's house. Guy built his house around a tree. Had a tree went in, started in his living room, and went up through his bedroom and right out to, out the roof again. You know, it was something. It was something. <laughs> it was a funny cat. When did you uh, When did you first start playing uh, seriously? Well, let's say professionally. That's that's easier. <laughs> I don't know. For money. It's <laughs> like you don't. It's like, you know. I didn't wake up and say, Hey, today. I'm going to be a professional, you know. It was just, uh, it was just, you know, it's, it's, you develop into the whole thing, more or less. You don't, you know, like, I don't, you don't, you don't know when you start playing professionally because it's, it's all so haphazard along the way, you know. It's like, one day you're playing, you know, at high school, the next day you're in a club, the next day you're in a college concert. Next day, you're back in high school again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can't figure it out. <laughs> it's hard to say. So it's a sentimental journey. These guys are... Uh, are you ready? How are you ready? Are you ready?
changes, sound levels, humidity, exhaust fumes, your lunch, a breath of fresh air. All of these things affect your body, your brain, and your thinking. So does dope. The relative stability and balance of these delicate and fully interrelated cells and nerve fibers is reflected in the balance and stability of your mind. The changes you make in your world begin first in your mind. Its strength and flexibility in dealing with the life it lives are your responsibility. Think about dope and what it does to you. This is KLOL in Houston. Free at last from 101 KLOL. Also, in that set, you heard the birds back from last year off Fifth Dimension, eight miles high in a, uh, may I say, appropriate tune for the nighttime here. I can't quit you. John Mayall's Blues Breakers came your way, and of course, all six minutes and 30 seconds from Cream. Hi, this is Little Dickie Smothers. This is Tommy Smothers, Smothers Brothers, and we're not afraid to admit we listen to Stephen Pruitt on Rock 101 KLOL Clue. KLOL. And here she is, Grace Slick. Hi, Grace. Hi, Grace. How you doing? Hello. Do you know Sally Mann? No. Sally Mann. Mark and Jim, you guys, I mean, this is Houston. You ought to know Sally Mann. Sally Mann. Yeah, the name is yeah, familiar. Yeah, her dad was, was uh, mayor of Houston. Her dad? Oh, Mayor Mann, the man. Mayor Except Man. You guys are no, 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 about no, four no. years old, aren't you? You don't know anything. No, yeah, no, wait a minute. Oh, they like you now. Sally Have you been around forever? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, Sally Mann. I bet you're younger than I am. I bet everybody in the world, I bet you are. Well, uh, wait a minute. How, wait a minute. How, how old are you, Mark? I am uh, old. Uh, let's see. We're going well, under a bridge. What time now. is it? Grace. Uh, yeah, what time is it now? <laughs> I'm, we're 38, average. Yeah, the average. I'm in yeah. New York. Right. Where are you? time. Jim, how old are you? I'm uh, uh he's uh 49 yeah. Celsius. Yeah. <laughs> okay, see so you're younger than I am. Yeah. See, but you're not kids, so you should remember no. Mayor uh man. The I don't man. remember no, no, Mayor no, no, Man. No, wait, I've wait, been wait, here since you know 1968, but I don't remember that. Sally Man F- 50 something oh, 1950. No. No, she no, was we she was married to Spencer Dryden. He was our drummer. In Jefferson Airplane, oh. and she was my good buddy. There was once a mayor man in this town, Remember? and I think she's back in there now. In the she's 50s. a lawyer now. Everybody oh. worked for the man in the fifties. Yeah. Oh, in the 50s. now, Grace. So. The last time you were on yeah, the air, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, called, I got off the subject. You okay. called because you know I had become a vegetarian, and I was doing a thing. Uh, you know, uh, let's see, what was I shaved my head. 
Uh, for vegetarianism. Yes. All right. What the hell was that all about? <laughs> what are you eating your hair? Yeah. Uh, what is that? I was. Uh, what, what, what's oh, that I was, about? I was out protesting Gillette. That's what I was doing. Oh, and you wow. called. And, cool. Uh, oh, okay. Gillette, Gillette was uh, testing okay. on, on animals. Still and, are. Okay. Yeah. And all right. Still are. Still are. Yeah. No, no, no. I was growing a beard. That's what I did for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just get it right. I shaved my head for the rock. Come on. Will you make up your and mind? And you pasted it on your head, and Gillette thought it was fabulous, and yeah. they haven't tested it on animals ever since. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, that was the time you called, and you congratulated me on becoming a vegetarian. I remember that. Are you, uh, and now you're a big meat eater again, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. How did you know that? And shaving because his most back. people can't stick with it. Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, I There's wanted big ratings, and for my for my sins, they gave me big ratings, and somehow I, you know, became a meat eater again. What does that mean? I don't know. He doesn't. Know. There was that a means lot. His arteries all blocked. Yeah. There yeah. was a lot at stake. Ask oh, him he, about his two triple bypasses. Hey, brighten up in there, huh? Yeah, okay. I'm talking to this redhead and the thing that's sitting there looking like her mother just died. Really? Okay, go ahead. Now, <laughs> let's go. You know, you got a book out, somebody love rock and roll yeah. memoir on Warner Books. It's uh, coming out this month. Is it out yeah. on Shouldn't Shands your yet? book be called Everybody to Love? No. <laughs> no. We were just watching That's a it. stupid title. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> Somebody to yes, love. Yes, but weren't you the uh weren't you the gal that always talked about free love? Let's you know if it feels good, let's do it now. Yeah, but I like things sequentially. Ah. In other words, if I have too many people in a bed it confuses me. So no gangbangs. Yeah. Yeah, no. no. Are you married? I, that's not a moral judgment. I know, that's just I know. like it's too confusing. Yeah. Are you married right now? No. And do you have often group sex? She uh, just yeah, have said. I had gru- have I had group sex? Recently. No, not recently, no. Yeah, yeah but you, she just said it's too confusing when you got more than two or three people in I didn't even like it when I was really young and it was okay yeah. to do that and, and there was no age. I mean, you, you got to know who's in who's in here and who's in there. And yeah, you're, you're who's, in your, record, who's in your studio there, by the way? Well, first of all, let me introduce myself. This is uh, Mark Stevens. What okay, hi, Mark. <laughs> Jesus, hi, how are you? Grace? Ourselves. Uh, yes, uh, I'm Mark. Marcel? No, no, no. Mark Stevens. Mark Stevens, Jim Pruitt. Jim Pruitt. Oh. Boner, Eddie the Boner Sanchez. Hello. Hello, the Boner. Hi, hi, Eddie the Boner. How are you, Miss Lick? I'm Grace the Weasel. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, and, okay. Com- and do you know the comic Carl LeBeau? No. Well, yep. you should. You will. We okay. actually hung out together yeah, one yeah. night. Yeah. You, you hung what? out with Grace. We hung out time? with Grace one night at uh, in San Francisco with Sam Kennison before we did a concert. I know there. what's happening in there mm-hmm. is you have a really small studio and about fifteen people on one microphone. You know that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're all we're <laughs> all in line. Well, let's cut. Okay. To, let's cut to the heart of the matter. It says okay. in your book, "Somebody to Love." You talk about your strawberry with Rock Prince Jim Morrison. That's right. The Jim Morrison special was no, on TV no, no. a couple it, of nights ago, and they talked about you in there how too. How does how does a strawberry <laughs> work, work? How's that work? Well, that the title "Strawberry" was was actually the co-writer's idea. Ah. Uh, the strawberries were not um, nine and a half weeks sexy. Rub it on me, honey. It was uh, it was mostly let's uh, screw up the hotel room and and uh, the the cover sheet cover was white. What do you call those blanket bedspreads? Was white. So mainly we were just like nasty little kids messing up the bedspread. So basically, there was, was there yeah. any sex involved at all? Well, yeah, oh, but okay. I mean the, the strawberries. The strawberry. The, the popularity of the strawberry thing is getting out of line here. That was just right. a sort of a oh. uh, something I, we were doing. 
I thought it meant something about, you know, strawberry douche or something nah. like that. Nothing no, like that. Uh, no. We were just like mashing them around on the bed. Came oh. up with the term Smuckers. And that's another good reason. Whenever you go to a hotel that's or motel. That's true. And uh, with a name like Smuckers. <laughs> and whenever you go to a hotel. It's got to be good. It's got to be you, good. Strawberry Smucker, you. Carl, make sure with you. With a name like Morrison, it doesn't even matter if you're yeah. good. Don't use your bedspread. Now, in your wildest okay. dreams, you had you actually had tea at the, at the White House with Abby Hoffman. In your wildest dreams in the 60s, did you ever think you'd ever make it to the White House? I didn't even, uh, yeah, no. I mean, if I'd been told what my life would be like when I was about 10 years old, I would have said, number one, I can't handle it. <laughs> and number two, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> because This is Alice Cooper. Every time I'm in Houston, I listen to Stevens and Pruitt. I admit it. On Rock 101, KLOL. Esigns.com presents the sign expert, Eddie the Boner Sanchez. I was sitting in the living room the other day with the old lady. Thinking about signs, signs, everywhere a sign, all made by e-signs, breaking my mind. <laughs> Where do they make those signs, Boner? E-signs.com. You can go online from any place and order everything you need for your signs, for your business, for upcoming parties, for even weddings, uh, you, know, you name it. Can I, Junior Mints, afford those signs? You can, and they're all made in America. And if you go to eSigns.com, you'll save 30 to 40% and more over what you pay at those neighborhood stores. I want something special just for Groove Dogs. What do you got? I've got a promo code. You just pop in KLOL at checkout. You're going to save another 10%. Not, what a nice bunch of folks they are at eSigns.com. eSigns, where everyone saves on signs. That's it. Wow, what's that aftershave you're wearing? You high karate aftershave is so powerful, it drives women right out of their minds. That's why we have to put instructions on self-defense in every package. High karate, the brisk splash-on aftershave that smooths and soothes and cools. High karate, aftershave, cologne, and gift sets. High karate, be careful how you use it. KLOL in Houston. Good evening and welcome to the second edition of the KLOL Sunday Night Stereo Magazine. I'm Brian Hill. This evening the magazine takes on a time machine atmosphere for a look at a very special time in Houston's development. A period that began, more or less, with the introduction of the Beatles to American pop music at around 1963. In Houston, there were several bands that were popular before that period, and even past it. Roy Head is an excellent example. And at the Gold Star Studios, Huey Moe was cranking out rock and roll hits. But that scene never took Houston by storm like the groups that were later to emerge. Neil Ford and the Fanatics, the Magic Ring, the 13th Floor Elevators, the Click, the Children, the Fever Tree, the Moving Sidewalks, and so many more. It was an avalanche of homegrown music. We heard it on the radio. We saw and heard the bands on the Larry Kane Show and in the local rock clubs, the Catacombs, Love Street, and the Living Eye. Tonight, the KLOL Sunday Night Stereo Magazine looks back to Houston, 1960, an era that left its mark on everyone it touched. Tonight, you'll hear the music and the people who made it, and later on this evening, you'll be able to talk directly with two of the people who had a strong influence on that period. Vivian Holtzman, who, with Scott Holtzman, wrote and produced The Fever Tree, and Walter Andrus, who recorded The Fever Tree, The Elevators, and many others. This is our number for the talk show. Write it down so you'll have it for later. 526-2621. 526 526- 
888-212-2621. We'll be back right after this. The freeway, when it's busy, is a moving and complex body of cars, full of people like vegetables and cans, going home or away from home at very high speeds. Drive consciously, you freaks. This is KLOL in Houston. The NBC Radio Network. All right, so of course this is 101 FM in... Stereo. And this is the Beamer, Beamer to Read, BMR, saying goodnight to you. We had a great time tonight. We'll see you back again tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. That's right. That's right. Before we leave, I want to read you something here. Nice little piece of poetry. It says, Oh, master musician, tune me for life again, the awakening of new music. My heart wants to become, my life is now mingled in ecstasy's height. Keep that in mind. Have a very peaceful evening to you. And uh, once again, we leave you with brand new Beatles. Now, we're going to finish off the, uh, the album by That's tonight. That's right. Yeah, we're going to do a last couple tracks for you. A title track and then a track called A Day in the Life. And there you have it. Episode 5 of Runaway Radio Flashback with Dana Steele as Sunshine, Lanny Griffith as Easy Wider, and Garth Hemp as the Beamer, as if the last name of Hemp was not quite apropos enough for a 60s flashback broadcast. Again, Runaway Radio is a production of RadioBrave.com. You can find this podcast online there. You can also listen and or download via iTunes, Google Play Music, SoundCloud.com, or you can download the TuneIn app for both Android and iOS and listen there. But however you listen, please follow Radio Brave on Facebook and on Twitter, where our handle is at Radio Brave on Air, and repost, retweet, and rejoice. When new episodes are ready to debut, that's where you're going to hear about them first. I'm Bobby Slam Duncan. Thanks for being there. More episodes are available. Just search Runaway Radio on your favorite podcast device.